0: And now, National Post columnist, journalist, and award-winning author, Christy Blatchford. It happened in front
1: of thousands of people, none of whom saw anything, I guess. Well, shame on you. Brought
0: to you by Aaron Waxman and Associates. Questions about your long-term disability claim? Call Aaron at 416-661-4878. Ryan Doyle, Michael Corran Ed Pruchi here with you on the live drive, joined by Christy Blatchford of the National Post. Christy, good afternoon. Hi. Uh, we start off with the conversation uh, that we've been having all afternoon long, all day long, no shortage of opinion on both sides. You were in There the, never is. There ever is, and that's the beautiful thing about a democracy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you were in the courtroom today. Uh, Constable James Forcilla was sentenced to six years in jail. Uh, just take me through your thoughts on the entire process and the entire day.
1: Um, I guess the my thoughts are that, uh, as Winston Churchill famously said, this isn't the end. It may be the beginning of the end. Uh, you know, everybody, there's this sort of faux finality to it, well, he's been sentenced, you hear the handcuffs click on Forsillo's wrists, but that, of course, as you and Ed have been talking, that isn't really, this isn't really the end. Uh, Forsillo will spend at least one night in jail, and that's really all that can be said with any degree of certainty, because they have this bail pending appeal application, which the judge of the Court of Appeal is going to render tomorrow, Uh, So he could be in jail until his appeal, which, by the way, I think the best hope uh, the lawyers have is that it would be heard in March sometime, in the spring. Um, And I guess it could be longer if the transcripts are delayed or if there are other issues. Um, So he could, uh, as Ed said, he could technically be, since all all, uh, offenders are eligible for day parole after serving a sixth of their sentences... He would maybe be—he would be eligible for day parole after a year, and if he spends half a year in jail, then he'd be half—you know—pretty close to being there. So I don't know. I don't know what it means. You know, somebody asked Sammy Yatim's dad outside the the court. You know, what he what he thought when he what he thought. I guess yesterday, which is the three-year anniversary of his son's uh, death on the Toronto streetcar. What did he do to mark the occasion? He said, to tell you the truth, I sat and stared at the wall and asked, what if, what if this, what if that? Uh, so it's, you know, it's, there's no finality for anybody, for, for silo for the Yatim family.
0: Can you take me into the court and take our listeners into the courtroom for just a second? We didn't have the ability, obviously, to see what was going on in there. Was there any fellow police support for Constable Forsyth? Of course there
1: was. Not much. I mean, it wasn't oppressive as many years ago, you know, sometimes police officers would pack courtrooms, and there was a lot of criticism of this. Um, So the practice stopped several years ago, maybe more. Um, There were some... uh, police friends of uh, Fursillo dressed uh, in casual clothing. Uh, there were uh, a handful of members of the Toronto Police Association, which of course has an interest in the case. Um, and then there were his wife and, you know, his real-life friends. So that's fair enough. Everybody's family isn't is allowed to attend in support of an accused or an offender. Sure.
0: Uh, we've had this question via text message at 71010. I wanted to bring it into conversation and dialogue with you this afternoon. Do you think this is going to have an overall impact if this sentence stands at six years in prison for Constable Versilla? Will this have an overall impact in policing going forward? Meaning, and you know, some people have alluded to this, cops may be thinking twice or taking an extra second. Uh, will this perhaps give them some pause for thought or, or freeze them perhaps with fear?
1: I don't know. Um, You know, I think it could go sort of either way, but it won't be to an extreme either way, because cops, like most of us, are too busy to do a lot of, you know, oh God, what will I do now? You just do the job. Um, I think the, uh, you know, the the message is somewhat confusing. The judge found that uh, Fursilou didn't follow his excellent training. And in many ways, the de-escalation training for Toronto cops is good, but what everyone forgets is that when they go to the Toronto Police College, um, they're also shown terrifying videos of, of suspects with knives, and with much dramatic, florid music and language. You know, they're told you can never. There's no safe distance with an armed su- suspect armed with a knife. And look what happened in this case. He clambered, or he ran 200 yards in six seconds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it was it was very florid. So. I don't accept as accurate, actually, that they are trained magnificently in de-escalation techniques. I think they're also trained to be very, very frightened by knives. Uh, we were talking
0: about this a little earlier on. Let me talk just very quickly about the judge. Well-respected justice this oh, afternoon.
1: yeah, we always say that. What does it mean? Well, <laughs> okay. the people who say it are lawyers, I only take it from
0: people who are in the know. Maybe well, you've got a different... I keep my mouth shut when I don't <laughs> mean it, uh, so it's not like I'll say anything bad, but I, I, I do know justice then for... Oh, he's a time. lovely guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've got no bad things to say about him. I've got some great stories, but no bad things to say about him. But
1: the, the, the notion that, you know, this is a very respected judge, it's probably true in this case, but most of us wouldn't know. Uh, and lawyers are usually in a position where they might have to appear before the judge. Mm-hmm. So they're certainly not going to say something that is remotely critical. Well, so ve- it's it's like asking the parents of a child, uh, you know, what's your kid like? He good kid? Oh, yes. He's well, fabulous. Very, very
0: quickly, the question I was going to ask you was about the mandatory minimum sentencing originally he had said you know he's not a fan of them because he doesn't think you know he thinks judges should have some discretion and then he said today well you know it didn't it didn't really weigh into this sentence that i gave out Do, do you believe that can you separate that type of thing
1: I don't know. I'm not a fan of mandatory minimums either, and I'm consistent in that, in that I'm still not a fan of it. I don't think when Parliament passed the mandatory minimum for attempted murders committed with guns that they ever had a police officer on duty in mind. They didn't. They were dealing with street, street gangs and armed people on the streets. So I think, like many mandatory minimums, it is overly broad if it captures this conduct.
0: I don't disagree with you. Christy, thank you so much. Right on. Bye-bye. Right on. Christy Blatchford of the National Post, brought to you by Aaron Waxman and Associates. When your long-term disability claim has been denied, email awaxman at awaxmanlaw.ca.